On today's episode of the Korea Packed Podcast, I want to talk about evaluating decisions. I saw a very interesting episode about this on YouTube from a podcast, and I want to kind of regurgitate some of my learnings and why I think this is so important and how applicable this is to my life today. So let's get into it. I hope you guys enjoy transition time. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Career Packed Podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. If you guys are new here, welcome. I'm doing a daily podcast every day for 365 days straight. What's to come after that? I don't know. Definitely more podcasts, though. But as of right now, we're doing one for a day straight. We are on day number 175. So if you're new, welcome. And if you haven't followed my journey yet or want to follow my journey, give me a follow at Neil underscore Patel 4 on TikTok, Instagram, or threads, wherever you want to follow me, YouTube, Neil Patel with three E's, the Korea Packed podcast on YouTube as well. Check us out. Today, I want to talk about evaluating decisions. This topic I've been talking about a ton for, I believe, the past like week or so, because I made an episode like three days back about um, being 50-50 on major slash big decisions in your life. So I was on YouTube surfing through the homepage, and I saw the My First Million podcast. They dropped an episode. It was about 25 minutes long, and I click on it, and it was about decision-making. One of the hosts, uh, Sean Puri, he talks about his decision-making fa- framework, how he makes decisions, some of the questions he asks himself before making a decision and evaluating the progress of that decision. So I was like, you know what? I need to make an episode about this because this was kind of like therapy for me. I'm at a point in my life right now. I'm, I just turned 22 where I want to make some decisions. I want to maybe move out maybe, you know, keep staying at home, move to a new city, maybe buy a new car. These are all things that I talked about three episodes ago. Um, I forgot what the name of the episode was, but if you didn't listen to it, hold up, let me pull it up. Oh, it was literally two days ago. I found it. It's the one short-term pain, long-term gain. Listen to that. I've talked about some decisions that I've been contemplating making. So check that one out. But today I want to get a little bit more specific because this episode, Sean dives a little bit deeper into his decisions, what questions to really ask yourself and evaluating why you're making something. Was it a good call? Was it a bad call? What was the lesson learned from that decision? Was it good? Was it bad? And yeah, again, this dropped at the perfect time for me. So I wanted to share this with you all. He calls this thing the decision register, which is a Google sheet he's made that tracks all his major decisions that he made in his life. And as I was watching this, when he first started talking, I was like, man, why the hell didn't I think about this? Why didn't I think to track my decisions, even the ones that were bad? I don't know why I haven't, because when I look back in retrospect and I just do a little bit of reflecting, I'm like, dang, Neil, you've made some rash decisions in your life. For example, when, you know, I started getting into investing and I lost a ton of money by selling stock, making the wrong move, thinking it'll make me a ton of money, but it cost me money, not worrying about the downside of things, being quick to buy a car. When I, when I bought my first car, I bought the car in like two days. I could have taken some more time to do some research, find a better deal, hunt it a little bit longer before buying it. I didn't do that. And of course, the major decision that I made to leave college, which although I don't regret at all, it was quickly decided without an actionable plan. Regardless, it was a quick decision. I didn't really evaluate it. I didn't ask myself enough questions to make that decision. I'm fortunate that it turned out okay. So anyone who's listening, who's in a season of life where They're evaluating tough decisions to make. Maybe you're taking a gap year um, after high school or after college. Uh, You're figuring out what job to take, where to interview, 
what job is the right fit. If you have a list of jobs lined up or offers, which one do you take? Do you want to move out to a brand new city or keep staying at home? Which school do you want to attend if you're just getting into college? When to buy a car? When can you afford one? When can you afford a house? All those things, all these decisions that we come up on in our early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, it could be sometimes in the 30s for people. This is all relative because everyone's life is different. However, I feel like for a majority of people, these decisions are eminent at some point in their life. I think just turning 22, it is the perfect age right now to start tracking these decisions as I move forward in my life. So here's the decision register. It first starts off with um, what is the decision? So I, I just put together a quick little um, quick example from my current life. So my decision in December of 2022 was moving back home with my parents because my sister, I was living with my sister for 10 months. She wanted me to live with her for a little bit, learn some stuff about you know life, responsibility, accountability, and also she needed some help taking care of her uh, children because she works full time. She has a full, uh, she has a business that she does part time as well. So me being there for 10 months, it really helped her out. And it increased our bond and our relationship, which was honestly the best part with my sister. So a decision that I make was moving back home with my parents. Did it seem big? So that's the second question that he put in his decision register, because a lot of the times in life, some of the decisions that we may make, they're not as big as we make them seem. They may seem a lot bigger to us in our brain, but in reality, they're probably not that big. So with that question, I said no. It was kind of, I wouldn't say a no-brainer because I did think about getting my own apartment or anything. You know, I wanted to live on my own, but moving back home with my mom and dad, it, it was like, eh, like I'll just go live there for a little bit. I didn't, it wasn't something that I was like super stressed over. And then the next thing, one column over, it says one decisive uh, reason. One decisive reason that I put down to make that decision was to save money. Honestly, that was my only reason. Of course, it's great to be back with family and my grandma and whatnot, but I wanted to stay here to save money because I had a great job. I was making good money and I want to save money. And that's what I did. That's what I've continued to do over this past year. And then the next thing that he put in the next column over was date to revisit. So this this, um, decision that I made, what date do I want to revisit this to really evaluate it and figure out whether it was a good one or a bad one. And I put December of 2023. I know we're not there yet, but just for the sake of this episode, that's what I put. I think one year is a healthy time frame. The next one over in the next column is, um, it says the outcome. And then it has a little drop down, which says a good call, bad call, great call, or to be determined. For me, as of right now, it's been a good call. Because like I said, I saved a ton of money. But I guess I haven't visited the the date to like revisit so i guess i could just put to be determined and then the last column over it says lesson learned you want to give one lesson that you learned whether it's good bad to be determined great call bad call just a good call what did you take away from it so me moving back home with my parents the lesson i learned was staying at home for a little while whether it's six months a year two years and saving money like a squirrel can be worth it in the long run because the from like a level of like one through 10 in terms of like how comfortable I am with my finances, December of 2022, I was at like a two, like that's how comfortable I was with my finances. Now, um, seven months later, I I've gone up to like a six or seven in terms of my trajectory with my finances helped me a ton. It's opened up more options for me. Yes. Do what I want to do, but also 
just have that decision that I can make. Do I want to keep staying here or do I want to go somewhere else and rent or buy a home? So that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. And reminder, guys, I'm kind of doing this on the fly. I filled this out five minutes before starting to record this episode. So I didn't put as much time into it, but just remember, for the sake of this episode, um, I will put actually I'll just link the video of uh, I'll link the my first million video. Sean does a, probably a way better job explaining it than I do. You can watch that video and in the description of their episode, it has a link to this decision register Google sheet that you can just make a copy of for yourself. So that's the first part. It's just the decision register with all your decisions. Was it big? One reason why? When do you revisit it? Was it was it a good call, bad call, and the lesson learned? And then there's another tab, which is the decision survey. So before you make any decision, you want to a- answer all these questions. And this was the biggest part for me that was extremely, extremely helpful because I don't think I even thought about these questions before making a big decision. I'm, I've thought about a couple, but not these specific ones because these are very in-depth. They require me to think. They require me to reflect. They require me to actually write down reasoning, give logical explanations, and I enjoy that, which is why I'm going to be using this framework moving forward for any decisions that I need to make. I actually, as soon as I finish this, probably won't do it today, definitely sometime over the uh, over the weekend. I need to do this for two to three big decisions that I'm considering. So I got some homework to do. The decision survey consists of 14 questions. And those 14 questions are all questions that you want to ask yourself before you're considering a decision. So number one, what's the decision? Explain why I'm doing this in 280 characters max. So 280 characters is like uh, the amount of characters that you have in uh, a Twitter post. Something that gives good reasoning, simple to explain, and it makes sense to you and to anyone else that you want to evaluate this decision that you're making as well. Number two, what alternatives did I consider? Did I consider anything else or was I just like, okay, this is the only thing that I'm going to do, nothing else? So that's a great question as well. What are the alternatives? Did I think about a different route or a different plan? That's the second question. Number three, what am I feeling? The what am I feeling question is very important. And he gives examples of some emotions, extreme fear, pessimism, neutral, boredom, fatigue, greed, extreme greed, or FOMO. And those are just a few. You can add your own emotions and feelings in there. But for a majority of decisions, these are the emotions that drive a decision. The fourth question, how long have you been thinking about this decision? Or how long have I been thinking about this decision? This gives good context to how long you've actually been pondering about this in your brain, how much mental space it's actually taking up. Because the more space it's taking up, the more important of a decision it is, to be to be frank, right? Evaluating that, understanding that, dang, did I just think about this for, or like, did this just come to me within the last half hour, last hour, last week, last month, or have I been thinking about it for the past six months? I think that is a very important distinction with a decision in your life. The next one, number five, who slash what tipped me over the edge? Like what, what got me to want to make this, uh, make this decision? Was it a quote that I read? Was it something on Twitter? Was it a podcast that I watched? Was it something a family member told you, a friend told you? It's the, the same example could be applied to this podcast. What tipped me over the edge about making an episode about decisions was that episode that I just watched from my first million. 
everything they said, the way they broke things down, uh, how Sean talked about how important this was, it tipped me over the edge to make this episode and make the decision to record and put this out there. Number six, what are the secondary benefits of this decision? Are there any additional benefits? Will this result in me being a lot less stressed about this life situation that I have going on? Will this decision benefit my stress levels? Will they bring them down? Will they make me a little bit less or a little bit more calm and at a neutral state? So I'm not worrying about it at all times. Uh, I'll apply them to myself again. The decision of me moving back at home with my parents, the secondary benefits is I don't have to pay for gas, electricity, or um, water bills or internet or have to worry about property taxes. I don't have to worry about food. It's all here. Those are all the secondary benefits of me making the decision to move back home with my parents. And then number seven is if I took away all the secondary benefits, will I still make this decision? That's when you have to dig a little bit deeper because with any decision, there are a list of pros. There's a list of cons. All the pros of that decision, if they were all to be wiped away, would you still make that decision? Number eight, what makes me think I'm right about this decision? So this is where you do a little bit of uh, a little bit more inner work where you sit down, maybe grab pen and paper, start writing, figuring out why do I think I'm right about this? Why am I so hell bent on this being the right decision? Me right now, I want to, I'll just keep using personal examples. I'm giving you guys big insight into my life right now. Okay. Uh, I want to buy a car. What makes this, um, what makes me think I'm right about this decision is because I'm in a position to afford it. I can afford a car finally that I really want and I can enjoy. Another thing that I, that makes me right is that I'm at a point in my life right now where I want to have fun. And if I get a car that's a little bit more fun, something that I can see myself just having a ton of fun in, enjoying when I drive, I really like that. Another thing that I feel like makes me right about this decision, aside from being able to financially afford it, is that I have friends that know how to work on this specific type of car. So if there is anything that goes wrong or if there are any issues with the car, I'll have resources and people available to me that will help me and talk me through how to get something fixed. I think with the whole car buying thing, it's all about if you can afford it. And I know that I can. So that's what makes me feel like I'm right about this decision. Number nine, what makes you think I'm wrong about this decision? And mind you guys, for numbers eight and nine about what makes you think you're right and what makes you think you're wrong, there can be a long list of things. I'm doing all this on the fly here. So there, there's probably more things that make me right. There's probably going to be more things that make me wrong. But this is just off the dome. Number nine, what makes me think I'm wrong? I can uh, save more money um, if I just don't buy a car. I can save more money. Yes, I could afford it, but I'll save money on interest because interest rates are ridiculous right now for cars. And number two, Maintenance costs. What I drive right now, the Honda I drive right now, is a fifth, maybe a tenth of the maintenance costs that I would have to pay if I got the car that I wanted to get. So I guess that's two things that what makes me think I'm wrong about this decision is I would just have to pay more, uh, pay a lot more money than what I'm paying right now. Another thing that I that I feel makes me wrong is I'm kind of like um, juggling my priorities because my priorities for a while has been to buy a house, but I also want to like move out to go to a brand new city and live there for a little while. I guess that's kind of just like the jumble that I am right now in my life is figuring out what I really want to do, like what my next step is. Do I want to just get a little apartment between like the city of Chicago and my home with my family? 
Do I want to move to a different city for a little while? Do I want to buy this car? Do I want to buy a home? Uh, maybe I think the home is the one that's probably like on um, financially. That's probably the one that I could afford the least. But everything else, like I should be good to go with, you know, because who knows what the what life is going to look like three, four, five years from now. But yeah, those are just a couple of things. There's probably more, like I said, that'll make me wrong about the decision of buying a car. But that's all I could think of right now. Number 10, what if the upside is right? So if it is whatever decision you're making, if the upside is correct, what is the outcome of that? What does your, I guess, life look like? What does your financial situation look like? What does your emotional, spiritual, relational situation look like if that decision were to be correct? Same thing with the downside. So that's what 10 and 11 are. Number 12, what follow-up decision should I make to make this decision more successful? I'll keep this again in the realm of my own personal life. So me staying at home with my parents, that's the decision that I made to stay at home. A follow-up decision that I should make to make this decision even more successful is deciding that I am going to save 70 to 80% of my income as a big goal and keeping my livable uh, expenses, 20% of my income and, you know, having fun, buying stuff, traveling, keep that all within the 20%. And 75% of everything that I make from my job should be saved. So at the end of the year, when I do revisit this decision, the outcome of it, instead of it being a good call, can be increased to a great call. Number 13, how do I predict this will play out? Any decisions that you guys make, ask yourself this question because your mind will do a terrific job of creating something that may be great, may be bad. Just get it down on paper. How do I predict this will play out? What is your way of thinking? What is your way of reasoning? Why you want to make this decision? I've been wanting to move out. If I move out and I go to a place where people create videos, make podcasts, have like-minded interests, I can meet them and spend time with them and make uh, new friends, meet, uh, meet people that actually care about some of the same things that I care about, have, see how hard people actually work, which will notch or that will increase my, what is it called? That will increase my int intensity level with what I do every day. If I think I work hard right now, but if I surround myself with people who work 10 times harder than me, I'll naturally want to work five times as harder than I am right now. So that decision of me potentially moving somewhere, that's how I predict it will play out. There's definitely more to it, but that's just some of the thoughts that I have right now on me. Potentially, if I do move, that's how I predict it'll play out. Yes, it'll be more expensive. Yes, the downside of paying more money stinks, but the upside is you just make a ton of cool, make a ton of cool friends, meet a ton of cool people, people who genuinely, genuinely love what they do. And it'll only help me out for my future. And the last one, the same question from the decision register is when will you revisit this? Setting up a time frame. It could be a month, it could be two weeks, it could be six months, a year, five years, doesn't matter. Any decision that you make, when will you revisit it and be like, dang, hmm, was it good? Did it end up great? I'm in that interesting point in my life right now where there will be decisions that have to be made. Decisions will be made. And with those decisions, I must set a date and figure out when I'll revisit them. And I'm very interested to see how um, they all turn out. So yeah, guys, that's kind of my, uh, not my breakdown, a breakdown of Sean's decision framework. I kind of just read it word for word. But yeah, I hope you guys found this valuable. Anyone who's you know young, getting into college or getting into their corporate life, uh, 30s, 40s, it doesn't matter. Anyone who listens to this, I hope this was valuable for you guys. A lot of decisions are made in our day-to-day -day lives, small, big, major. They all matter. 
So having this thing, understanding our decisions and why we make them, I feel like it's vital to the outcome and the trajectory of our lives. So I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did get any value out of this, please feel free to share this with a friend. Um, leave me a rating, one star to five star, whatever you feel like this deserves. Check me out on, I already plugged all my socials in the beginning, so you guys don't need to hear that again. And yeah, thank you all so much for hanging out. I appreciate you guys. And like I always say, take care, tell someone that you love them, and go do something nice for someone today because they genuinely deserve it. All right, y'all. Peace. I'll see you tomorrow.